Welcome to a new episode of Misaligned. Today, I am interviewing the band Safe So Simple. If you guys have not heard of them, they're an easy core band. And I'm actually going to just go ahead and let you guys introduce yourselves so our listeners can hopefully determine who's speaking and when, get a feel for your voices. So, Derek, why don't you go ahead and start us off? Yeah, of course. Uh, my name is Derek Osiresis. I am the, the drummer and band grandpa. I just turned 30 this year, um, and yeah, we, we actually kind of all actively write the songs, but I, I'm drummer and help record bass. Hi, I'm, uh, I'm Fenn. I, uh, I play guitar and I sing, and I also do uh, some, of the, some of the screaming as well. Yeah, uh, Josh, I'm, I'm the other guitarist, vocalist in the band, and I'm the baby of the group, and that's pretty much my role. That's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well... You guys just had an EP come out, Too Close to Closure, that came out March 11th. So why don't we just kind of jump right in, talk a bit about that. I know you worked with Cameron Meisel, Mizzle, I'm probably pronouncing that incorrectly, and Matt Good. So what was it like to... (laughs) What was it like to get to work with those two guys? I know Cameron's worked with Hands Like Houses and Matt from first to last, so... Why don't you kind of walk us through the process of working with them in the studio and everything? So for me personally, and I, we've all, the three of us have kind of talked about this. We, it was kind of hard not to transition from that pop punk to scene phase without hearing from first to last. So there was that, that, that level of fangirl that was probably at times inappropriate, but he, uh, he just has such a creative atmosphere that he provides and his his knowledge from being in the industry so long is profound. So he was he was super fun, super creative, and uh, yeah, just for us, kind of a once in a lifetime experience. It was a lot of fun. And then Finn will take over and talk about Cam a little bit. And uh, working with Cameron was uh, was a real treat. Um, he has a you know as a producer, he's worked on a lot of our you know favorite albums you know uh from the hollow from memphis with uh, memphis mayfire to uh to, to numbers from <laughs> numbers from issues and, and jamie's elsewhere uh lots of bands that we really looked up to and listened to and uh so being able to go into the studio and work with him was was really kind of a kind of a treat uh but he was also just one of the most uh, phenomenal musicians, I think I've ever worked with as well. I mean, his, his oral perception and his ability to, to, to know music and, uh, and work with us on that, especially with our, our vocal, uh, vocal tracks. Um, he really pushed us to the next level as far as, uh, you know, thinking of ideas and different melodies and, uh, cadence, vocal cadences and, and the sort. And, uh, and then just uh, he really kind of let us have kind of a creative reins in the with in the studio with him, um, which is really neat because uh, he he only only added to what we uh, what we were doing. He never wanted to take anything away, and so that was also really a, a really cool experience as well. 
Awesome. And Josh, what was this experience like for you to get to work with these two guys? Oh, it was it was an insane moment. I mean, just to meet them alone was was crazy. And then to, to, you know, to make music with them and have them produce our EP, you know, at different times, but together was was just amazing. And both of them were, were so incredibly professional, but at the same time, just laid back and the, the whole experience in both studios was just it was fun. I mean, it was it was just a lot of fun working with them. They're both really, really relaxed producers, and like like Fen said, they they both pretty much let us have creative reign, and they they only added, never took anything away. So yeah, really really great experiences on both ends. Awesome. And while we're on the topic of working with people for your Teeth Like Sharks music video, you guys worked with Jeremy Tramp, so. What's the process like for making a music video? Did you have a specific location in mind to start or did Jeremy kind of guide you guys in ideas and that sort of thing for the video? Uh yeah, good good questions. One of the one of the things going into that that we wanted to do was was to shoot a video that really reflected ourselves as a band and uh and the energy of the song in in, in our music. And uh, so Jeremy always is coming up with these great ideas and, uh, and he wanted, it was actually his idea to do this one continuous shot um, where uh, and then Derek, uh, he, uh, he was brainstorming with him on what we could do in that one shot video. And we kind of came down to the idea of, you know, pranks and, 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 uh, and messing with each other as a, as a way to kind of showcase our personalities and the way our, the dynamic of our friendship. Um, but also, the, the high energy and motions of the video also kind of go along with the musically what's going on in the song teeth like sharks. Um, and, uh, we ended up just using uh, Jeremy's own own home actually. Uh, Thanks, Jeremy. We, yeah, thank you, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, he, uh, we kind of come up with this idea and he volunteered his, his home as the, as the, as the grounds for shooting. And, uh, I think it came out fantastic. <laughs> Yeah, so it sounds like between working with the producers and working with Jeremy, the whole process for this EP was a super collaborative effort. Do you think things like that tend to make making music better in general? Yeah, I mean, I think you can, it's really telling from our our first EP, even to this EP, as much as we collaborated as a band. I think it's it, it kind of helped develop our sound because it was more input from everybody, but absolutely being, being able to be in that creative mindset and part of somebody else's creative process, there, there's a reason they're at the level they're at, you know, they're, they're professionals, they're experts for a reason. And all three of them, as, as we're talking about Matt, Cam and Jeremy, respectively, their level of proficiency at what they do is, it's almost fascinating to watch. It really is. I mean, it's, it's, it's like watching, a wizard cast a spell. It's, it's, <laughs> it's just amazing. Um, but their and their their level of professionalism and the fact that you know at, at this point now all of us consider them personal friends is telling to the kinds of personalities they have. Also, so we uh, we we sincerely appreciate everybody that was a part of the CP. And and definitely when it comes back to the idea of collaboration, making better music, I I feel that's that's very key actually um, because. On, on our first EP, Growing Pains, 
Uh, each song, for the most part, was kind of brought to the table uh, by individuals. You know, like we had worked on songs that were mostly had written the song. I was nearly complete and we brought it to the table and said, what do you guys think? And we kind of added our inputs and, and did here and there to, to make it more safe. So simple, you know, us as a band. Um, but very much there was kind of an individual writing process on that EP. Whereas on our new one, Too Close to Closure, we, we wrote that whole thing from the ground, up. From the ground yeah. up together. I mean, that was that was one where I mean, a few riffs and, and lyrical ideas, you know, were pre-existing. But for the most part, we collaborated entirely on this one. And I feel like that's why it it ultimately came out, you know, with the way it did uh, because of that, that com those combined efforts. When you take the best from everybody, uh, you tend to have a, a pretty good end product. And then it goes into the production as well with Matt and Cam and, and Jeremy. Uh, you know, we're always open to improvement. We always want to know what we can do to improve our sound, to perform our, to, to, to improve our stage presence, um, you know, everything that we can. And we're open from other people on that. You know, we don't, we, we like to have, you know, kind of a, the, the, our hands on on the writing process in the music for sure, but in other aspects in the production or uh, like in videos, we definitely like to have uh, input from people, especially uh, people as professional as uh, Matt and Cam and, and Jeremy. Right. And I feel like, you know, the collaboration makes the whole thing more enjoyable as well, because it's not like you're going into a studio paying someone you essentially don't know to just sit there, record your songs, not really give any input or that sort of thing. And then just, you know, you have your time in the studio and then once you're done, you're done sort of thing. But mentioning the songwriting, I want to dive in a little deeper on that. What is your writing process like? Do you all get together or do you all kind of just bring little pieces together and then work on those when you guys are together, do you write on the road and that sort of thing? It, it kind of just uh, it kind of happens randomly, really. We, we never really like sit down and and write. It, one person will kind of come up with a riff, or or Derek will come up with a beat, and one of us will just, oh man, I like that, and then you know just kind of start playing with that. And then we didn't really plan on writing a song, and then it just kind of ends up happening. Yeah. And, and then you know we have a song written and. We we probably couldn't sit down and write a song if we tried to, but it just <laughs> it happens accidentally, you know, yeah. more more so than not. Right. A lot of our writing is it's actually like Josh just said, it's very spon uh, spontaneous. You know, nine times out of ten, when we start writing a song, it's because we're at rehearsal and kind of warming up, and somebody's <clears throat> playing a cool riff that they were working on. It's it's not even usually complete. I mean, it's like it's one little lick. And uh, and somebody like, oh, man, I really dig that. I think I, I think I have something that will go with that pretty well. And we kind of start to mesh and, and, and jam a little bit. And it's a very, uh, very much a growth, you know, like where it's 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 almost, a, you know, an, an evolution of, of, of writing, you know, where we start off with something really kind of minuscule and we hear something that just catches our attention. You know, like, oh, I really like that. That can be developed into something really neat. And, and we'll sit down and we'll kind of take a microscope to it and think, oh, what about this do we like and how can we improve it? And it usually ends up being a very, uh, very organic process of spontaneity. And a, a lot of times with the, the songwriting, I, I know 
this, this happens with all of us. We, we all push each other to kind of write more unique stuff, you know, as individuals, because we, we sort of like write things that we can't actually play yet, but then we just keep playing the same stuff over and over. And then we just get better as musicians because we're each pushing each other to, to write more creatively. So it's a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely. How would you say you guys have progressed from that first EP to this release now? One way uh, we've kind of progressed from from Growing Pains to Too Close to Closure is uh, kind of kind of our, uh, I guess, uh, the the way in which we try to write. Uh, before it was kind of a kind of a forced process, almost. You know, we we were we would sit down and think, like, oh, we got to write a song, and it would end up being just kind of coming out not not the same way that these newer songs did. I mean, we've we've grown a lot as a band. We've been through a ton of, of, of adversity, especially since the release of Growing Pains. Uh, we, we put that EP out in the September of 2014 and uh, almost immediately started uh, work on Too Close to Closure. We, uh, we, we tracked... Uh, so we, we, we released... Uh, Growing Pains in September of 14, and then tracked Ghost in My Backseat in November, the following November. Uh, and that was a, because we had, I'm pretty sure it was like after, right after the release, we started jamming this, you know, like we were saying, you know, we just kind of accidentally wrote a song <laughs> and thought, man, that's really cool. We should, uh, we should try to get in and record that somewhere. And uh, long story short, we ended up getting, uh, getting connected with Matt and we went in and recorded that with him and started developing a relationship with him. Uh, but the, this whole process of this, the recording of this EP uh, has really changed us as individuals and as a band. I mean, how we, how we interact with each other uh, as bandmates and as friends. And, uh, and even uh, everything down to the writing process, the way we look at the future, the, the way we make decisions as a band, uh, in, in how that's going to play out for us in future events, our foresight, uh, it's it's really been kind of a a, a very much uh, you know you know a de- developed developed process where we uh, looking back on it now uh, I can see we've all grown very much uh, both as individuals and as a band uh, in this whole process with two plus two closure and I feel like it comes out in our music as well uh, that 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 sense of maturity or growth uh, is reflected in in lyrical content and, and musical content, you know, like uh, as far as guitars and drums and the instrumentation. And it's, uh, it's certainly been a journey. <laughs> nice. And for this EP, you guys have been working with Josiah Lee for publicity and PR and all that. How has that been? And have you seen more attention kind of coming to the band? I know your music video premiered on Alternative alternative press which is obviously huge a lot of you know easy core pop punk bands that's like the site they want to be on so what has that been like having press for this ep coming from the small town that we come from a a nationally and globally publicated magazine i mean that that's that's huge i mean it's it, it's it's on the top five of our our dreams for music all of the interviews everybody's who's been willing to give their time and their efforts and their energies and furthermore their brand name behind helping promote our music it's I, I, the only thing i can come up with is overwhelming i mean it's been 
And and Jesse is the consummate professional. I, I, I can honestly say we've made a lot of business partnerships that some I wish we wouldn't have made. We certainly learned more from than we gained from. But Jesse has been start to finish one of the best decisions this band has ever made. And he's to have somebody who's so excited and so passionate about our music. He's he's like the fifth member. I mean, he, he really is in so many ways. And <laughs> I could go on and on about that guy. And and High Road High Road publicity as a whole has been again one of the best best decisions we've made, hands down. Right, yes. Good to know that he does pronounce it Jesse. I wasn't sure on that because of how it's spelled. So that's totally yeah. the, totally my bad. I actually get emails from Jesse all the time since I also run Hi-Fi Noise. So I would also like to thank him for setting this up for us. He's definitely great. High Road is great. You know, they put in tons of work for their bands and, you know, they're constantly following up and that sort of thing. And really great at keeping track of, you know, if you've already asked someone for something or that sort of thing. So it's awesome to see you guys. Yeah, it's awesome to see you guys get that coverage with Jesse. Absolutely. He has very much been the uh, the Mickey to our young adolescent Rocky Balboa, for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, we appreciate him a lot. <laughs> well, now that the EP is out, what are your plans moving forward? Um, so we had the release show, which was amazing. Um, a lot of people have been open and, and, and expressing candidly how they feel about the music. Uh, quality has been what abounds as far as compliments. And, and and really, again, them expressing kind of the coming of age process for us as a band. But so the next step, obviously, is to continue on the, the path to exposure through uh, tour. Uh, we have a little bit more of the marketing campaign left, um, really just playing shows, getting out there, meeting people and, uh, you know, let, let playing our music live, making those those connections and those interactions with people and uh so yeah, the but the next big step is we have tour in May. Um, we have another one planned for July into August, and we're going to try and get a small summer or excuse me, Midwest run during the summer. But that's really really the, the next big step is tour, and obviously we just, I mean, we practice, we continue writing, we're constantly looking for the the next step for the band. But it's definitely going to be playing our music live, so. Because this this EP has been a 17-month process, so we're ready to start showing some people. Yeah, yeah. Always a good thing to get out there and go play shows, you know, kind of get your name out even more. But I think that about covers it for the questions I have regarding the EP. I do still have a few more questions for you guys, though. I know by the time this airs, we will have basically April through December left for 2016 releases, but I want to see what you guys are looking forward to and also what so far this year you've really been into as far as music goes. So if you don't mind, we're just going to go around. Everybody's going to take a turn. Okay. All good. All right. We're going to start with Finn. So looking back on the last several months of music that's been released, uh, I've had a I've had a lot of really uh really standout records that I've been listening to at least in my opinion, <laughs> and some of them some of them might even be a little unexpected. 
Um, one of my favorite records from this last uh, this last year or so was uh, was from Casey Musgraves, uh, the country artist. <laughs> yes, I love Casey Musgraves. <laughs> yeah, her record pageant material. I I love that. In fact, it's in my CD player right now. <laughs> and uh, but also some of the other ones that I loved this year where uh, the four year strong self-titled record, that one blew my socks off. <laughs> uh, also uh, neck deeps life not life's not out to get you. Uh, the story so far self-titled record that came out, that one was another killer one for me. Um, and and another band another one that I just recently kind of got into. I just caught them on their tour with for today, but uh, I had never seen them live before and their new album just slays, but the, but Vanna and their record Void. Woo! That one was I love. That was a kick in the pants. That was <laughs> that was another banger for me. Um, and I just recently got on that one. I, I'll admit I slept on it for a while, and uh, but then when, once I finally got around to listening to it, I was I was really blown away. Um, as far as stuff that's coming up, um, I, I'm I I got to admit I'm uh, I'm a little uh oh yeah that. Sorry, someone Derek just reminded me. Our, uh, our our buddies over in For the Win, they're having a new record come out. Uh, they're out of San Diego, another easy core band out of San Diego, and uh, they they have a new record coming out soon. That's going to be amazing. And uh, also uh, some some uh, some homies of ours from uh, from Settle Your Scores, they just put out a new a new record a few weeks ago uh, called uh, The Wilderness, and that one is also crazy good. Another unsigned ba- easy core band. From, uh, from Ohio, look them up. <laughs> look them up. And, uh, and I'm trying to think of anything else that's, that's, that's coming out that I'm, I'm stoked on or about to be stoked on. And uh, I'm drawing a blank at the moment. I'm sure that I'm sure there is, but right now I'm just having a blonde yeah, moment. The best <laughs> anyway, what's 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 with you, Josh? What are your some of your favorites? um? Mine are gonna be a lot kind of like Fen. We we listen to basically the same band, <laughs> but. Yeah, you know, four years strong. That most recent one pretty much just blew me away. Uh, Seaway, that that oh, album, man. Colorblind, that yeah. that one just pretty much knocked my socks off. But yeah, <laughs> a, a lot of similar ones coming up. You know, For the Wind and and Settle Your Scores, and oh, you know, Neck Deep, obviously, and State Champs' records just completely rocked and. Uh, for me personally, I'm I'm really excited for Modern Baseball's new CD coming out later this year. Nice. But um, yeah. oh, and another one that was really good, The Wonder Years. That that CD was really good too. But yeah, pretty much the same as Fen. Huh. Also, Casey Musgraves. That one really freaking really blew me away too. <laughs> I don't like country that, but that one's awesome. Yeah. But that's pretty much. Yeah. She definitely knows how to put her own spin on things. Yeah, that's why that's why we really like her. It's unique. Yeah, awesome. Well, how about you, Derek? What are you looking forward to, or what are you digging right now? Um, I heard Bette Midler just got back into the studio, so <laughs> nice. really looking forward to that. She's, she sings the album for my life. So, uh, no, really though, just echoing everything that those guys said, I have to give a nod to our buddies in Killing the Messenger. They are they're going to be a band that a lot of people talk about in the very near future. Um, super excited for the stuff they're doing. There's been a lot of heavier prog stuff that like Anup Santry getting into monuments is going to be crazy. Um, the, uh, the guitarist from intervals, I can't, his name uh, just totally blank right now, but he did that 
solo record. Um, the new Polyphia is crazy <laughs> good. Um, but all that plus all the pop punk, but there's been some definitely, uh, uh, there's a ton that are, I'm just escaping me right now, but oh yeah, the Veil of Maya, that was, yeah. So there's, there's been just cool stuff all around for us. Um, but most importantly, Bette Midler for sure. <laughs> so always a good choice. <laughs> oh, also one that I'm, I don't know how I, I don't know how I space this one, but the new blink record. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, I, I, don't, I, feel, I feel ashamed for not thinking about immediately, but I am so excited. Crazy, crazy story. One of my friends from college has been in the studio with them and John Feldman working on it. He keeps posting pictures and I'm keep getting very jealous Oh, yeah, that's one I, I loved. I loved, you know, Blink-182 and Alkaline Trio both, you know, independently growing up. And to now to see, you know, Matt Skiba being a part of Blink, I am so excited for this record because uh, I just love the energy that he's going to be bringing, like the, the, the new kind of flavor and and uh, and just new life bringing back to that band. Um, because, you know, Blink was one of my favorite bands growing up. And, and so to kind of see like this new surge of, of of uh of, ener- of energy coming from them you know like new excitement about new music and a new member and you know like it's uh it's got me really excited to see what it's going to be like so i know there's i know there's a lot of people who aren't happy about it you know? <laughs> yeah but uh <laughs> yeah haters are gonna hate though you know i'm excited because i think again going back to that idea of collaboration you know what matt skiba could bring to the table uh for blink i feel like could really really revitalize their uh, their presence in the pop punk scene not just as you know like legends of old but as a as a fresh relevant, relevant new sound band right now you know and to and to kind of keep that legacy going you know just as tat you know i never call them has-beens but you know to kind of keep them on that that level of active hard working bands that are making new exciting music now and not you know looked at as like oh yeah that old pop punk band. so i'm super stoked for that release <laughs> Yeah, and I believe it's actually Mark Hoppus's birthday today, which is March 15th, funnily enough. So perfect timing for this episode, obviously, although whoever's listening to it will be listening to it at a later date, but that's okay. It's the thought that counts over here. (laughs) Awesome. Well, before we go, are there any, you know, hobbies that you guys have? Any TV buffs, movie guys in the band? You just you just, you just made this door. interview four hours long. <laughs> um, Open we, we, we actually we watch Game of Thrones uh, in a three way fetal cuddle, <laughs> and so that's cool. Game, Game of Thrones, Walking, Walking Dead, Dead uh, and, we, we, and movies of all variety. Sons of Anarchy, Breaking Bad. I mean, Better Call Saul. There's yeah, this. We we are definitely some some movie mm-hmm. and TV show buffs. I mean, we, <laughs> we are consumers to the purest form. Yeah. I just watched Better Call Saul before we started recording this. So good, dude. <laughs> so good. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I was like, oh great, I have just enough time to squeeze it in before the episode. <laughs> okay. no, no, no joke. This is a true story from just the other night. I uh, I had worked. Uh, you know, all day, or no, 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 that was Sunday night. See, I, I'm getting my days mixed up. <laughs> um, I, uh, so, Sunday night, uh, I came over to Derek's house and we had a whole bunch of brand new merchandise that we were sorting through and, and organizing and, uh, and getting ready to, and, you know, shipping out pre-orders for the record and all that. Um, and, uh, I was at his house till almost three o'clock in the morning 
And then uh, I went home and I thought to myself, oh, man, I, I got to get up at you know seven o'clock for work and tomorrow's going to suck. But, oh, shit, I haven't uh, I haven't watched The Walking Dead yet. <laughs> so I, I jumped on my DVR and I watched the, the newest episode of The Walking Dead at like until like, you know, a little after four in the morning. And because uh, I, I couldn't I couldn't wait until the next day to watch it. Like I had to watch it that night, no matter how late I was up or how early I had to get up the next morning. And uh, I'm really glad that I did because uh, it was a it was a good episode. So uh, obviously, I'm not going to say anything about it. But uh, if you're a Walking Dead fan and haven't watched it yet, get on that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Any other specific shows anyone wants to talk about? Um, <laughs> I recently binged all of Sons of Anarchy. And uh, in like a in like a like a month long period, and uh, I'm surprised it took you that long. <laughs> I know. Like, the only reason it took me the only reason it took me that long is because I was only watching you know like you know a, a couple episodes a night you know like but uh, but oh man that one was one that I I feel like of the ones that I've completed that are that have you know run their course already and are entirely out you know for for consumption or viewing man that's probably one of my favorite ones. I mean just the development of of those characters. And in the, the way they interact with each other, uh, from from the first season to the to the last season, and how you know just just the kind of grounds of of you know human emotion and that that go into that show, uh, and and the spectrum of right and wrong and 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 everything Getting like pretty deep it's <laughs> you know, what can I say like I that, that was that was a show that I just you know maybe I'm getting a little too involved in that one. He now wears a bandana and carries a burner phone. So. I, I no, do. true story. After after Ken started watching Sons of Anarchy, he came to work the next day. We we worked together, and he he had a freaking like flannel shirt on and his hair up and a bandana around it. And he seriously looked like he was in a biker game. It was the funniest thing. <laughs> and really, I walked in, and Josh he just gave me this look, and 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 I looked at him, and I was like. Yeah, I've been watching a lot of Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> and we didn't even, like, he looked at me and he knew it, and I just had to admit it and, uh, and come clean. I had to own up to it, so. Awesome. Yeah, that, was, that was a good note. <laughs> yeah, I have, like, a note in my phone going of all the TV shows I need to watch that I somehow never watched, like, you know, The Sopranos and Mad Men that have already f finished. So I I have my work cut out for me with my list. I think it's about ten shows long right now. <laughs> list is always growing. Yeah. Our, our list of shows. Yeah. Just just ever. Uh, one day we'll find time for it. Maybe on the road <laughs> we'll have time to watch those. Yeah, can can never have too much TV in your life. <laughs> That's the truth. Yeah, we're all we're all anxiously anticipating the the season premiere of Game of Thrones next month, and so yeah, that's we actually I mean, we literally get together as like as a band and have have like band Game of Thrones parties you know, every <laughs> week when when the season is running. Like we 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 make food. Like, we have <laughs> we get together and watch. Right, huge we, yeah, Derek's got a huge seventy-inch TV that we go. That he uh, pretty much got just so we can watch Game of Thrones. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and we, you know, make dinner and bring drinks, and and everybody gets together, and we, like we turn out the lights, and you know we That's do. Like, I mean, okay, we, shoot, we go, on, we go yeah. all out, you know, and then we have our own, you know, little panel. Snuggies. Yeah, snuggies, snuggies, yeah. snuggies abound. You know, yeah. and, and we even have our own little forum afterwards where we discuss theories of what's going to happen, or, yep. or you know, and we'll 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 talk for two hours after <laughs> yeah. after after an episode. And I mean, yeah. we'll have a group message going. We're like, oh my god, <laughs> I just thought of this. <laughs> so we're uh, 
we're really we're really that into one. that one for sure. <laughs> Sweet. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on the episode. I think that about covers it for today. I know we could probably go much much longer, like you mentioned about just TV shows. But before that happens, and I have like eight hours of editing on my hands, <laughs> this this sounds like a good note to end on. But I look forward to seeing what you guys come up with next after touring and everything. And again, thank you guys for coming on. Well, of course. Thank, well, thank you, you for, for having us. us, Deanna. No problem. And thank you to all of our wonderful listeners. And we hope you enjoy the rest of your day. <laughs>